Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with a Thanksgiving spectacular. We have a fully loaded show for you guys tonight. Going to be talking full gear, talking Survivor Series. We got some figure talk. And of course, we're going to be discussing everybody's favorite meal of the year, Thanksgiving. But first, let me start by introducing the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? Doing pretty good. And yes, Thanksgiving is probably my favorite meal of the year. So getting hyped for uh, to, to wake up in two days and start cooking that bad boy. Marco, what's going on up in Massachusetts? Nothing up, nothing much. Just gearing up for uh for Survivor Series. I'm going to be in attendance, so trying to psych myself up for the uh for the event. But yeah, nothing nothing else is going on around here besides. I mean, I'm overlooking Thanksgiving and going right to Survivor Series. So that's my that's yeah. My I, I don't blame you. If I was going to Survivor Series, I'd probably be pretty hyped for that too. And Jordan rounding out the Midwest, man. What's happening out in Nebraska? Man, uh, Nebraska's good. We just got through killing all you guys' turkeys for you guys to eat for Thanksgiving. So you're welcome. Awesome. Um, I've always put in the work at this time of year. So, uh, yeah, you guys are welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to say I'm thankful for uh, for you guys and thankful for all the listeners, man. It's another, you know, we didn't really, we, we kind of let the four-year anniversary of the Chick Foley show go without a lot of fanfare. Um, cause it was just, you know, we're all busy and it was kind of just another week for us, man. But I do want to extend our thanks to, to all the listeners, especially all the premium Foley fan members. Uh, you guys definitely motivate us and, and make this a ton of fun to do. So we'll start the show by saying thank you guys. And then, you know, I just want to extend my thanks to, uh, to Sheena, Marco and Jordan for, for coming on and doing this show, uh, you know, all this time. Thank you. I've been here since uh, day one. So. She was the only OG member. So yeah, I I especially am grateful for all of you guys. I'm grateful for our Chick Foley Show community. Honestly, um, our our premium Chick Foley Show members, like you guys, are just the most fun. I love you all. I love interacting with you guys uh, every week. And um, yeah. <laughs> stay stay tuned for more. Yeah, that's that's probably why I came up without the fanfare. Sheena's really the only four year vet. You know, I think <laughs> yeah, Mar- Marco's got uh, you know around three. Uh, I'm sitting at about two, and then Jordan's about a one year member. So we, we're kind of we got a broad spectrum of experiences here <laughs> on the show. But uh, thank you for the listeners. I know we got some listeners that have been with us since uh, day one ish, and uh, definitely appreciate you guys. Uh, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco Run on the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. All of our links to all of our partners and anything that you want, uh, Chick Foley is at chickfoley.com, including links to find our brethren at the Pod Foundation. So uh, follow them at Pod Foundation as well and get all your wrestling content that you need each and every week. Yeah, between us, Turnbuckle Tavern, Extra Cooler and coming down the aisle. Yeah, you, we're really a one-stop shop for wrestling content. want to remind you guys, use code Chick Foley to save 10% at Ringside Collectibles and use code PF10 to save 10% at Chalkline, courtesy of the Pod Foundation. You guys ready to talk some wrestling? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, let's start off with uh, Saturday night. We had full gear. Um I thought it was AEW's best show of the year. Uh, Sheena, kind of just give us some general takeaways before we start getting into the individual matches um, for Full Gear. I just thought, like you said, I thought it was a great show top to bottom. I didn't feel like there were any 
matches that we were just like, oh my gosh, like this is a stinker. There was some that had less energy than others, but I think that's just a natural consequence of like some of the matches being super high energy uh, and then the crowd just not being able to keep up with the show. Because overall, I thought I thought each and every match was was good in its own way. What about you guys? Yeah, I, I love this show. Um, I think this was actually AEW's second best show ever, right behind All Out of last year. Wow. Um, I, I everything about this show is great to me. Um, I mean, there I, I shouldn't say everything because there was a couple spots that I didn't love, but yeah, man. Um, me and Seth have talked about it numerous times about AEW's booking isn't going in the right direction, but um, that show got me back on board. I'm still a little hesitant on what they do moving forward, but. Um, that was definitely a good start. And I, yeah, what, I, I loved it. What about the show took you, what about the show made it like top tier to you? I'm curious, like, you know, what, what really put it in that upper echelon as like a show overall. So to me, I think the two biggest things is they put over their two biggest homegrown talents, right? Um, Jamie Hayter, obviously everyone wanted to see her win. Um, and then dude, MJF won the title in the main event. Um, uh, I think the crowd was worn down at the end of it, but I just feel like that's a really big moment for, um, AEW, wh- whatever you feel about oh, yeah, MJF. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's not the greatest wrestler in the world, but dude's a storyteller and that dude can cut a promo on the mic. So I just, I, I felt yeah. like their booking for the first time in a long time was actually good booking. I mean, I, I just feel like they get, I mean, for a long time, obviously you had the CM Punk thing going on. So, uh, Tony was doing a lot of stuff around that. And I just, I kind of feel like he lost his way and, um, I don't know, man. I just, I feel like Sunday was a really, really good night for, or Saturday was a really good night for AEW. Yeah. I kind of, uh, yeah, yeah. his first pay-per-view in a year without CM Punk, man. Yeah. You definitely feel the difference. Yeah. I'm kind of, yeah. I'm kind of curious to see what their, uh, what the, you know, what the buy rates are on it after that. Cause obviously, you know, the, the, the narrative out there was he was the, you know, their biggest draw, um, for their, those pay-per-views that he was on, which is true. Um, since since he came aboard, but I'm kind of curious to see what this one looks like. Um, and I I, I kind of we talked about this a little bit on Raw Down, um, even though it's not an AEW show. But I kind of put this show as their their you know telltale of what's going to happen you know in the next few months or the next year for AEW. I thought it was like a great book end to the because it's the last show of the year, the, like their last big show besides besides Winter is coming. Um, but as as a pay per view, I thought it was like a great book end. Um, to what to what happened? It was kind of like erased all that you know, all that's all that yeah, stank. I think it was that a good CM jump start. Like yeah. yeah, in the post CM Punk stank, I think it was a really great just like CM just, stunk. Yeah, CM just stunk. a great great reboot for uh, for AEW, yeah. and it definitely gave them some momentum and some wind in their sails mm-hmm. to like go forward into 2023 with like some more you know a little bit more life. You know, yeah. it was a little palate cleanser. Yeah. Got the elite back. Got everybody got their fuck CM Punk chance out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the opening match. I thought that was a modern day classic cage match. You know, Young Bucks and Lucha Bros tore it down. Um, was that last? That was earlier this year, right? Or was mm-hmm. that last year when that went down? I can't remember, man. That was so last year. I was at you guys' house for that one. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So that was last year. They won it. I uh, I thought the this was in that same vein, man. It's it's tough to do a cage match nowadays, just because. We've seen so many crazy spots and stuff as wrestling fans, but yeah. I thought that they they tore it down, man. They uh, had a, you know a little bit of hijinks with Christian and outside the cage, but then they mm-hmm. got it right back inside there. And and Jungle Boy was just great. I thought he leveled up big time. Um, 
and I love this match. You know, what was your thoughts on the the opening match? I thought it was awesome. You guys know I love um, Jurassic Express as a as a tag team, and I you know this really we knew they were going to break up at some point, and seeing them go head to head like this, um, it was just it was awesome. The double tombstone from Luchasaurus was really cool. I was like, oh crap, he's he's getting back up. I don't know that I've ever seen like a just a double tombstone I'm like that. I've never seen a double tombstone for either. Yeah, yeah. and then long. um, didn't Jungle Boy tombstone Luchasaurus too? Or not Tombstone, but he, uh, uh, oh, yeah, pile driver picked yeah. it. I was like, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Picked him up with a pile driver, which was just like a, a crazy visual because, you know, this little tiny man has this giant dinosaur upside down <laughs> and ramming his head into the mat. So yeah, they, they pulled out all the stops. I loved how, um, jungle boy utilized the cage just to like basically, um, you know, parkour his way onto uh luchasaurus and stuff. And yeah, it was, it was awesome. Jordan, what'd you think of the cage match? I really like the way AEW does cage matches. I, I like the open door spot where they got outside the cage for a little bit. I think that adds a unique touch rather than the match ending on that. I just I don't love the door exit to win the match. I think it's overplayed and I think it's stupid at this point. Um, yeah, everything you guys just said, I thought they did really good with that match. Um, the spots were well booked. Um, Jungle Boy jumping off the top of the cage onto the table. Awesome. I just, I felt like they did a really good job with it. No outside interference, which obviously that helps a lot. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So we still got to have his, uh, he's still got to go against the final boss with Christian. Uh, Marco, you think they milk this out to the next pay-per-view or do we see this get blown off that maybe winter is coming or another hyped up episode of dynamite or something? Um, I could see it, you know, ending at, uh, at winter is coming depending on, you know, Christian's, you know, healing rate um it seemed like he was still in that sling so who knows but that obviously you know we've seen time and time again that that could be just like a you know a fake and he's not really injured that type of thing so they might be going that route but i could definitely see a blow off happening before the end of the year i don't think they could drag that out too long but um yeah that's that's what i think on that on that my highlight of this match was actually came from Taz. I think it was the best commentary line of the night. Um, whenever Jungle Boy knocked Luchasaurus down on the ropes and was shaking the top rope on his on his nads, and Taz said, "I think the rope is vibrating in the yam bag region of the dinosaur." <laughs> in the yam bag, the way he says it. Oh man, Taz is uh, it's freaking classic, man, on commentary. Um, yeah, great match. Looking forward to seeing what. Uh, Jungle Boy does in 2023. Up next, we had the return of the elite. Uh, Sheen, what did you think of Carry On Our Wayward Son as the uh, the theme song for the elite? I mean, it was Mage, right? They had like the little graphics come up that, you know, said Carry On. And then all of a sudden you just hear Carry On Our Wayward Son. And Seth popped big time, dude. Seth was like getting back to his rock band, uh, Guitar Hero Days. Yeah, I was having flashbacks to uh, South Park. You know, that was Stan's song. You know, on South Park, they would rock out on on uh, on Guitar Hero. Um, yeah, it, and I never really even thought of that just because that song's like it's just such a big song. I never really thought of it as being a wrestling theme. You know, uh, but it definitely worked. Uh, it worked for the moment. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and it it seemed like everything was just the whole show. Like the energy level went up when those guys came back again. We got the the fuck CM Punk chant. Uh, Jordan, what do you think the reaction is going to be? We got we we also learned shortly afterwards that that was actually the first match of a seven match series. We got match two going down tomorrow night. 
Um, it'll actually be tonight as you guys are listening to this show. Uh, in Chicago, do you think we're going to get pro CM Punk uh, chance? Or are we actually going to have, uh, are they going to go anti CM Punk in Chicago? All right, I think we've stunned Jordan in silence. I, I just feel like the CM Punk has has worn off for AEW. I, you hear me? Yeah, you're good. I think we had you on a delay there for a second. Yeah, you guys, were, you were breaking up really bad too. So, um, but yeah, I just I feel like Chicago. I, I mean, they're always going to cheer for CM Punk, but I just feel like the AEW faithful are just over him at this point. So. I think it'll be a mix. I don't know. I feel like that last time he was in Chicago, it took a lot for him to win over the crowd. He was really reaching for it, like dropping all the Chicago references, dropping all of the, you know, I've done this all for you guys. Like I love Chicago. And even still the crowd was mild. So I don't know. I feel like the CM Punk era is, is over. Uh, Marco, what do you, what do you think of CM Punk? The rumors swirling that he's, He's going back to WWE, man. Do you think that's going to happen before WrestleMania? No, <laughs> just just as simple as that. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I think it's time in, in wrestling is pretty much done after that. Um, I think with that scrum, you got to see um, everything that everyone's been saying for years um, about him behind the scenes and stuff like that, and you started to see a lot more of it. Um, if you listen to a lot of different uh, like podcasts, I believe. You know, like on Road Dogs podcast, he talks about that because he had to work with CM Punk during that time uh, behind the scenes, and he, he he said it's not a surprise, you know, that you know you're just seeing that like on TV as opposed to seeing it in the back and stuff like that. So, uh, do I think he comes back? No, not even in, not even if the money's right and the you know the stars align and all that stuff. Yeah, it's definitely not happening. So, you think even if CM Punk was offered, he wouldn't come back? I don't think they would offer him anything to come back. I don't even think they'd. I don't think they. At- I, personally, I don't think. I, w- I think you would be silly and naive if you were a, uh, you know, if you're Triple H or whoever is doing yeah. the, the, the hiring decisions over there to bring him in after seeing what happened. But I think CM Punk is a spiteful mofo. And I feel like he would just, he would go to WWE just to be able to like air his shit out about AEW. You know uh, what I mean? Like true. just to like take jabs at AEW. And um, it's, a, it's a totally different environment in WWE as well. Like the stuff he was like, Triple H isn't going to be a mark who's falling all over himself to do yeah. whatever it takes to keep CM Punk happy. And I think CM Punk knows like the stuff that he was doing in AEW would never fly in WWE in the first place. So yeah, I, I think that it does happen just because you know, I can't stand the guy. I fucking hate CM Punk straight up. You guys can quote me on that, put it on my freaking tombstone. But the numbers don't lie, and the dude was definitely a draw. Like the quarter hours that he was on TV were consistently the highest rated yeah. hours for um, for AEW um, on on their television ratings. And then you know they were they had their highest pay per views, the shows that he was at. So dude makes money, and that's what WWE is in the business of. So I see him coming back, even if it's just a total part-time schedule, like a match at SummerSlam, a match at WrestleMania. I see him having one last rendezvous with uh, with WWE before it's all said and done. Okay, so you say you think he knows that that stuff that he did in AEW wouldn't fly. 
I mean, I think you're greatly underestimating how much of a dickhead CM Punk really is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I would never say that CM Punk knows that something wouldn't fly. I don't think he cares whether something will fly or not. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's obvious. Like, look at the last time he was in WWE. He didn't care yeah. what anybody said to him. I mean, dude, you had... The narcissism is unmatched. Yeah, you yeah. had Triple yeah. H, you had well, Taker, you had all those guys in the back telling him not to do what he was doing and he still did it anyway. So yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think that guy is just a complete asshole and he'll do whatever he has to do. Agreed. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like even if he did like cause a lot of drama backstage, I don't think it would ever spill over and affect the on-screen product the way it did in AEW. It would, I think it would definitely be markedly less than the, than AEW because yeah, AEW allowed their stuff to just be freaking wide open. Yeah. I don't think triple H is going to allow all that drama and triple H would never allow CM Punk to just go completely unchecked in a post-match interview where he was just like trashing everybody. You know, that would just, that wouldn't happen. I mean, even if CM Punk wanted it to happen. Triple H checked him in the ring. The last time he was in WWE did it in front of the entire world. Like, I don't know, man, I I, I'm not convinced that CM Punk couldn't schmuck this up again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's no situation he couldn't go full CM schmuck on. That's for sure. Um, we we spent enough time on on CM Punk talk. Sorry for uh, kind of taking us off track there, but he does still kind of move the needle in the wrestling world. Uh, Jordan, I'm gonna put you on the spot right now, man. What who is going to be the winner, and what is going to be the final tally on this best of seven series for the uh, the trios championship? Um, I, I think I think the smartest thing to do would have the Death Triangle retain the titles at the end of this, just to kind of. I don't know, maybe just build them back up a bit. The elite doesn't need to win those titles. Like, dude, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are going to be completely fine. They could lose 10 straight matches, and those guys are still fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the Death Triangle, I, you're always going to have the elite to go back to for the trios titles. I just feel like the Death Triangle really needs this momentum that they, they've got right now and beating the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. That gives you a lot of momentum. All right, fair enough. Uh, I don't think we need to go into a ton of detail on the Jade Cargill Nyla Rose match for the TBS Championship. But while we're on the subject, I do got got a bone to pick with you, Jordan. Earlier, you said that uh, you thought that Jamie Hader and MJF were the two biggest homegrown stars for AEW. Ooh. You think Jamie Hader's bigger than Jade Cargill as far as homegrown stars go for them? I mean, I think Jamie Hader's definitely a better wrestler than Jade Cargill is at this point. So I'll still say Jamie's. No, a- no, True, but when it comes to star power, dude, Jade has yeah. Jade has it. I think you know Jade's I mean? the biggest star AEW has, man. Like I put that in the group chat on Saturday night, and like she's still got some growing to go for sure. But yeah. as far as the presence part of it, man, like I think she's the closest thing they have to Roman Reigns in AEW. Hmm. I could I could see that. I mean, I I don't disagree with you there. I mean, Jordan, Jordan, I know you're a hardcore work rate guy, man. Is that is that your issue with Jade Cargo or do you got another issue with her? No, I don't I don't have an issue with her. I just feel like she's extremely limited in the ring right now. Like, I mean, obviously you guys watch the same match as I do. I just I don't feel like she's there yet. So I'm not going to call her the biggest star in AEW right now because I don't think she's there yet. Does she have potential to be sure? But she's definitely not there yet. Yeah, I think it I think it goes by the again. She's got the it. Yeah, go ahead, Jordan, yeah. or go ahead, Marco. Yeah, I think it goes by the opponent. I, I, you can't really. I don't think you could blame her. Like as 
She's had how many matches now? 42, essentially. 42. 42. So yeah, 42 you, matches. I think it's the level of opponent she has. You get you put her in the ring with like a, a better opponent. I think you're gonna get more of an yeah, arsenal. She, yeah, out exactly. Of her. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. She hasn't really had a lot to a lot to work with yeah. um as far as like, you know, up and up in her level of skill. And she's got the one thing that you just can't train like she can train and get better in the ring she yep. can get faster in her moves and better and more polished but she's got that like Seth said she's got the star power she's got the presentation she's got the look um well, i think yeah. it's just uh you know it's just a matter of time dude and i definitely feel you what you said jordan about she's not there in the ring i i agree she's not but i've seen enough improvement over the last uh you know almost two years now it's been yeah think about when we first saw her. that i'm a believer because i wasn't a fan dude when she first came out Me either. like her I first couple either. matches i was like why are we wasting time on this mm-hmm. but over time dude she has definitely won me over and i know everybody talks about mjf and the the bidding war of 2024 but if i'm triple h oh yeah jade cargill is number one on my AEW wish list same all right, then we followed that up with the Ring of Honor Championship. Is anybody entertained by all of the Ring of Honor content going on in AEW? Nah. No. No, they definitely need to drop it. However, this match was phenomenal. Like, I, I really... Yeah, the match, match was phenomenal. Sure. I just, I don't I like all the time that these Ring of Honor storylines are taken away from, um, from AEW, you know, because it's not a ton of TV time, man. Like... AEW has three hours a week of TV time compared to five for WWE. And I just feel like that's why you see guys like Miro um, before that, like House of Black, just getting crowded out, man, and not getting a chance to get out there and do their thing. I, uh, I'm i hoping at Final Battle uh, next month, like the big announcement is that Ring of Honor is going to get its own weekly show on TBS or, or wherever. So that way we can just fully separate these two brands. I agree. I mean, I think I, I think that ROH needs to be its own thing. I like that they they brought it. They brought it to the mainstream to get let people know that it's out there, uh, promoted it. But yeah, it's it's definitely clogging up the the TV time for sure. And the the titles we've talked about this before. Just the insane amount of titles that are on TV, and it really makes the titles that actually mean something not really mean as much because you've already seen like six titles on your television before you get to see the AEW Championship. Yeah, everybody seeing AEW is coming out with a belt. Yeah. It's like what the, you don't even know what these championships are half the time, man. Mm-hmm. You got you got Ring of Honor, you got AW, you got New Japan belts showing up. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, Jordan, what did you think of uh, Soraya, formerly Soraya. known as? Is, I've heard it saying both on there. What are we the going with? What's going to be the official Chick Foley show pronunciation? Sur- are we going Soraya or Soraya? Is it Soraya or Soraya? I've heard the, I've heard Soraya. both used on AEW. You say Soraya, Jordan. What do you say, Marco? Let's call her Paige. How about that? <laughs> it, might be it might be easier I for agree us. With that. Okay. <laughs> I'm here for that. Yeah, I think that's a mic drop right there. All right, Jordan, you're the women's wrestling expert. What did you think of the sports entertainer, formerly known as Paige, in her return <laughs> match after five years away from the ring? For her first match in five years, I mean, I think everybody kind of expected this to be sloppy. I think both of them were nervous. I mean, Paige hadn't wrestled in five years, so she obviously was nervous. Britt was nervous because she's wrestling someone that the last time they were in the ring, I mean, they had a neck injury that was probably going to end up retiring them until this point. Um, I thought they did good. I thought they did good with the time they had. It was definitely not a five-star classic, but I I don't think anybody was going into that match expecting it to be a five-star classic. Like, Paige is going to get no, better as she yeah. goes. I mean, she's going to keep getting better because she was good when she was, I mean, in WWE, she was good until she got hurt. 
Um, so yeah, well, the build for that was kind of clunky too. I thought, you know, she's also got some like mic rust. I mean, not that Paige has ever been like, you know, the rock on the mic or anything. This is my house. Yeah. But she definitely had, it was just a weird build between Brit and, um, you know, the, the artist formerly known as Paige, uh, the entire time. So yeah, when they met in the ring, it was, it was cool, but yeah, nobody was expecting it to be a five-star classic. And I, I thought it was cool just seeing how emotional, it was because we all know, even despite the injury and all the things that Paige has been through, like she's had a lot of personal drama and a lot of things going on in her life. To say the least. Yeah, to say the least. So I think it was just really cool to see her just, you know, kind of be back somewhere where she feels happy. And, uh, you know, I, I, I thought it was a cool moment. I thought the match was fine. Uh, Soraya, Soraya, Paige definitely did not embarrass herself out there in the ring. I had issues. This is something I rarely criticize, but I did have issues with the way the actual match was laid out. This one and the Tony Storm, Jamie Hader match. I just, for, for this one, I just don't know why they made Soraya, Soraya look so strong, dude. Like, I think she kicked out of two curb stomps from Britt Baker. And Britt Baker, yeah. regardless of whether she got the belt or not, she's supposed to be the biggest star, mm-hmm. the biggest deal um, in AW Women's Wrestling. One of the biggest stars in the whole freaking company. And I don't know, man. It seemed like she just got straight up jobbed out. Like, it wasn't like, you know, Paige got a, you know, snuck in a submission hold or got a fluky roll up. Like, she straight up took everything that Britt Baker had and still beat her clean, like, decisively. Um, and I don't know, man, I'm just not a big fan of, of, of that decision. Uh, I mean, what do you, what do you say, Marco? Yeah, I, I, I was actually going to say that. I totally agree. I, I, I would have, I would rather a Britt Baker victory over her. I know, I know it's, uh, the artist formerly known as pages, you know, first match back in, in so many years, but at the same time, it's not going to hurt her at all to, to take a loss. It's only, it would only help Britt Baker to boost her up anymore. Uh, I, I hope it's not a case of the, you know, the new toy aspect that you yeah, see Tony kind of do a lot where, mm-hmm. yeah, where he gets like a new person in and, and now they're the, you know, the main person. And I, I mean, we see what it, we see like a prime example of what happened with CM Punk. So, I mean, not, so not definitively saying, real quick. Yeah. It's uh it's Soraya. It it's, Soraya. Yeah, it's, Soraya. Uh, I'm looking at wrestlinginc.com. It's pronounced and they got like the phonetic hey, well, that's spelling. What I said it's, the first time. I know I, I, I was wrong. Yeah. Sir R E Y. Dash U I U H. Yeah, so I'm with you, Marco. I would have either went with you know a sneaky victory for Soraya or a hard fought loss, and I felt like either way she could have stood tall at the end and you know got it got cheers from the crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know where does Britt Baker go from here after this, Jordan? Because now her sidekick, you know, we can go ahead and just tie this in since I brought it up. You know, her sidekick won the. the interim, which I don't even know why we're still calling it the interim, God, the women's championship later on that night. So what do you think this means for Britt going forward? I, I still think she's going to be fine. I don't think I, – I know what you're saying. I don't think this loss hurt her, though. It took two rampages mm-hmm. for a page to win. Um, I, I still think Britt Baker is going to be completely fine. Like you said, dude, she was a – I mean, she carried the women's division, whatever you want to say about her matches, for basically a year. Um, exactly. So I still think that she's going to be an important. I still think she's going to be a really important part moving forward. Um, and we have to have a Jamie Hader, Britt Baker blow off, whether or not it's for the title, mm-hmm. but we're going to get it eventually. Um, and I think that'll be a really entertaining storyline. But yeah, I, I think I think Paige winning was the right choice, just because they've made so much fanfare about her coming into AEW, and rightfully so. I mean, Paige's first night on. WWE's main roster, she won the title. Like, 
The girl is talented. Yeah, she's a big I mean, deal. They saw enough out of and her. And she was the current Divas, or she was the current uh, uh, NXT champ at that time too, right? Yep. She was yep. a double champ. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I feel like it was the right move because she does need to be a big deal in AEW because, dude, they need something to boost that division. I mean, every mm-hmm. time we think that division, we've been saying that for what three years now. I know, yeah. but every time it <laughs> looks do. like that division's going in the right direction, it goes right back to what it was the previous two months. But, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, Tony Khan don't give a shit about I, the ladies. Well, I think a big problem right now is the biggest star they got in that division is just toiling away for the TBS championship. How is Jade Cargill not the undisputed freaking like yeah. number one champ or number one contender? Like yeah. I don't know yeah. why she can't get a shot at the women's title. Like they're keeping her so far away. Like she's regardless what you, you know, regardless what you think about her actual entering ability, she is forty two and zero in kayfabe. There's nobody even close to her. Um, yeah, she should be the double champ. She should yeah. be the TBS yeah. champ and the freaking. Yeah, we, we've champ, always dude. said, yeah, that that's how her TBS title reign should end. You know, it should be just her forfeiting it after she wins the main belt. I don't, I, I, I got enough faith in Tony that I think he's just waiting to pull the trigger on that because he knows it'll be a big deal. Um, but yeah, sooner than later, we need to see Jade going for the big belt. Like she's got to get tired of just yeah, yeah. At what these point? Amateurs. Yeah, is she gonna get tired of just like chomping on these little shrimp, dude? Like, I mean, look how long it took WWE or WCW to pull the trigger on Goldberg winning the main belt on his yeah. winning streak. Like, that's dude, true. true. There, there's something to be said about having that high moment on a on a really big stage and. I feel like all out next year makes the most sense for her winning both titles because there's no way she's dropping the TBS belt anytime soon. I mean, the yeah. people are there's nobody up. even there's no who I mean who would even be a contender at this point for there's for nobody yeah. there's nobody in even K-Fame, in there. there's nobody close to, to her level yeah maybe I don't know Saraya I don't know oh, if I would put Soraya. her in the ring with Jade yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly physical. I mean yeah. hey Jade, that, Jade's that's if that's when you know Tony Khan's gonna be like. Uh, impressed with the shiny new toy when uh, you know, Soraya just tramples the whole women's division and just beats everybody. That's what's probably gonna oh happen. That's gosh. what happened with CM Punk. I mean, he did I don't, the same I thing. don't think he's gonna do that. I don't though. know. I don't feel like Paige. Paige to me doesn't have that the CM Punk like uh, narcissism factor either. Yeah. I don't. I don't see her just going in trying to run. You know, run over Tony Khan. No, and like I don't know if Tony can, Khan's as big of a mark for Paige as he was for CM Punk. Well, and also, like, you can legitimately tell, like, Paige is overjoyed to be back in wrestling again. Like, yeah, this isn't a thing of CM Punk's like, oh, they've been chanting for me for seven years. So I'm going to come back and I'm going to do it for them, not for me. Like, dude, that was none of that was ever true. That dude does everything for himself. Paige is not doing this. She actually, like, is overjoyed to be back. Yeah, and CM Punk walked away on his own. Paige had her career taken from her. She's much more in the vein of like Edge or Daniel Bryan, you know, that like yeah. at one point, like it was it was taken out of their hands. Like they yeah. aren't gonna wrestle. I don't know right what now. sort of uh technologies come around in the uh the neck surgery <clears throat> excuse me realm in the last couple of years, but yeah, all these people that have bad necks have all of a sudden been uh been re cleared, dude. So Yeah, it's I don't yeah, we need to look up what treatment they're doing for spinal stenosis because that's what uh that's the same thing Seamus had for a while. They thought Seamus, he wasn't out as long, but I remember for a while there, they thought Seamus career was going to be over for that. And he got it back on track. So shout out to whatever, you know, doctor out there figured that shit out. Cause who would have thought that we'd still have edge wrestling in 2022 and going strong too. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, uh, we've already spent 30 minutes on full gear. Let's fast forward to the main event. I think that the next few matches kind of played out how we expected. We already talked about the, the Jamie hater, Tony storm match mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, let's go to the main event and we might as well. Well, first off, we're to the finish. I can't be the only one that thought Mox's gear was absolutely awful. You oh, know, I God. knew the build we Rip were. Le- yeah, yeah, we were all 
pretty much thinking it was a foregone conclusion that that MJF was winning that belt. It was just a matter of how. But the moment I saw those like maroon sweatpants, <laughs> I knew there wasn't a chance in hell this dude wasn't uh, wasn't was was going to retain the belt. Man, I uh, it was like he wanted to go and start his vacation early. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, he was getting on the plane yeah, after this he was match. Like, let, me, let me go and put on my fucking comfy, cozy sweat so that way you know tomorrow morning I can just wake up and watch TV with my daughter, dude. Like, was, did anybody like the uh, the red pants that Mox was rocking on nah. uh, Saturday night? Big no. He was he was the Mick Foley Hard Jr. No. of the night in his sweatpants. It was like <laughs> it was dude, it was Mick Foley style gear, and they were like they weren't even like good fitting pants. Like even aside from yeah. the color, it was just. I, I mean, a nice a nice fitted pair of joggers. I could get down with somebody wearing those. I mean, Roman Reigns has rocked the cargo joggers for for a decade now. Feels like, uh, but yeah, I yeah, it was awful, dude. It was just and yep. and again the color like. I, I don't know what possessed him to wear like burgundy. That's tights. like what you see people at Dollar General wearing, and this dude's going out for a main event on one of four fucking AEW pay per views for the year. Like, <laughs> yeah. and Mox is my favorite AEW wrestler, man. So it it pains me to say this, but I was just like, bro, what are you wearing? Yes, dude? after after Mox ran out in that uh, in that gear, Seth said, "Dude, I, I, I know this is like sacrilege for me to say, but." I'm rooting against Mox after seeing those pants. I can't even root for him in those pants. And he's my first, like favorite wrestler besides horrible, man. Roman and Seth. You had him coming out. And then on the other side, we had Motorboat Jacob Friedman. Oh. What a freaking entrance, man. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> that was great. Do you think that was a plant or do you think he just I don't legit- think it was because he asked for consent. He didn't just, if it was a plant, yeah, he, he would just would have done okay. it. But you yeah. can see. Yeah, if you watch the replay, he spots her, walks over, and he say, he asked permission to motorboat her. And <laughs> he was a motorboating son of a bitch, dude. It was he so saw, good, man. He saw them calcium cannons at the top of the stage and was like, how do you put my face in those before calcium this match? Cannons. They, were, they were perfect motorboat boobies, dude. They were, you know, big and jiggly and yeah. Well, she didn't really scope them out. Why not? Hey, what do you, what do you say? Who wasn't? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Seems like you were the only one who didn't. No, I did. I just wasn't expecting the deep analysis on the actual, uh, you know, the feel of the breast. <laughs> Calm down, that's what, uh, that's what we do here at the Chick Fil A <laughs> show. We we do yeah. deep analysis on everything. Yeah, deep analysis. The uh, <laughs> the match played out kind of how we expected it to. I think we were all just kind of pretty much torn with whether it was going to be William Regal turning or some sort of swerve where the uh, the firm gets back involved. Luckily, it was Regal because that's a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheena, what did you think of how the, the finish played out? I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool how the whole time um, MJF was fighting as the baby face like he said he was going to and just kind of, you know, not wanting to use any MJF-ish tactics. And uh, even after, you know, looking at the the Dynamite Diamond Ring and, you know, thinking better of it after Regal said, you know, don't do it. And uh, I think that just really kind of set us all up to be like, oh, okay. And then he slid in the nuts and it was like, oh, shit, you know, so I'm here for it. I think it was MJF's time. If they didn't pull the trigger on it now, I think it would have been too late. So I, I'm, I'm glad they did it, even though it meant Mox losing. Yeah, I'm not the biggest MJF fan in the world. I've told you guys before, I think he's I think he's the Miz with a TVM rating. But yeah, I agree. If, you know, he's definitely peaking right now. And that's when you want to put the belt on guys. You never want to have a situation like like WWE had with Braun Strowman where he was really, really hot. And for whatever reason, you still had him lose. And then you end up giving him the belt like two years later and it just seems totally stale. So it was cool. I'm excited to see where it goes from now. MJF's definitely, uh, like I said, he moves the needle. He's definitely a draw. Um, Jordan, what do you think is going to be his first, uh, his first like challenger? Um, 
I know. I know we got the tournament. The tournament coming up with with Ricky Starks and uh, or, or Ethan Page going to win, but I feel like that's kind of just like a uh, you know, kind of just like a, a placeholder. Who do, who do you think his first real feud is going to be with over the belt? Dude, I feel I I know what you just said, but I just I really feel like if he actually had a feud with Ricky Starks, I I feel like it would be great. I mean, oh, that'd be fire, that'd be bro. Awesome. That would be fire. Yeah, I agree. I love Ricky Starks. T- to me, I feel like. I see this being like Ricky Starks gives him hell and then maybe goes and does something else for another, you know, six to eight months and then and then goes back to win the belt, dude. But I'm with you right there. And I'm a believer in Ricky Starks, man. I'm definitely buying up uh, Starks stock right now. He, he's awesome. I just feel like, like we all said, the full gear was kind of a reset. So, I mean, now you got to build up your next person in line. And I, I honestly don't know who that is at this point. It's just... Dude, AEW is in such a weird spot with Hangman hurt, CM Punk gone, Mox is probably going to take a vacation now. Like they're in a weird spot, so mm-hmm. they actually are going to have to elevate someone. So yeah. I, I'm just yeah. interested to see who it is. I just I I honestly can't come up with who it's going to be off the top of my head. I'm I'm cool with it though, man. Like I, I I'd be totally fine with them doing something kind of weird over the next few months. Like somebody we're not expecting gets pushed up and gets a pay per view main event yeah. under their belt. Uh, Marco, you got anybody in mind? You want to see uh, going up against MJF first for the title? Yeah, um, definitely, definitely Ricky Starks. I think I think he's going to be the next because there's really not any. If you think about it, like as far as faces go, like who could they you know put. Because he's obviously a heel, he's not turning face anytime soon. MJF, if you see that, if you see the mediums media scrum, he crashed. Um, he called everyone to pretty much. I'm not oh, going to yeah, repeat he's the words, heel for sure. but uh, yeah, he went crazy. But uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be Ricky Starks. I don't see um, Ethan getting that that shot. It definitely has to be like a a white meat baby face. What about Darby? Darby would be cool. It could be a, history. Darby would be awesome. Um, but since he's he's not in that tournament though, right? He's not in that like. Oh no, yeah. no, no! It's Ricky yeah. and Ethan. Page. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be Ricky Starks or Ethan Page for the first shot. But I don't know if that's just gonna be something they hype up for Winter's Coming. Yeah. I don't know if either one of those is gonna be like long term feuds. Yeah, so that's my pick. I would like to see what Darby could cook up as far as like promos and stuff. Yeah, against um against MJF. You know, he does his little video vignettes and stuff. I think that could be really cool. Yeah, that'd be a fun feud. See how Stings gets gets involved and stuff because they're kind of. I'm kind of getting. I, I'm still entertained for sure, but it feels like you know. I don't know if any of their like tag team matches they've been working on the pay per views. I could really pick any of them apart. You know, mm-hmm. a couple weeks after the fact, yeah. they all kind of run together. Yeah. You could um, you could heat Daniel Bryan up too for like a, an actual like really good match. I mean that that'd be a good challenger for MJF to have a four or five star match. Yeah, and that'd be perfect storyline wise, also with the tying into the whole Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm here for anything Daniel Bryan does. So, yeah, I'll be down for that. All right. That's it for Full Gear. Let's get into our weekly beverage break. All right, the perfect companion for any wrestling show is an icy cold beverage, and the same goes for wrestling podcasts. It's the weekly beverage break where we each talk about what we're sipping on as we record the pod. So, Sheena, you can uh, get it started. So, I got myself a little holiday-inspired brew. Um, we're coming up on Thanksgiving, which is a very decadent um, holiday. So, I got me a little decadent drink here. It's a fully loaded Coca-Cola with dough ball uh, whiskey. So, wow, I never thought you, I didn't think you were drinking. I thought that was just a, a virgin Coke and rum, man. No, a virgin Coke and rum. Yeah. 
It's the coat. Oh, okay. Got, got it. That went right over my head. Scotch and water uh, holds scotch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got me some um, some dough ball courtesy of uh, Jordan Wells. So thank you for that. I cracked open a brand new bottle tonight. Shit, this show's about to be lit. I didn't realize she was drinking hard liquor, dude. This thing's <laughs> yeah. going to be crazy by the end of it. Yeah, so, um, yep. Cheers, friends. I'm drinking the uh, unofficial official beer of the Chick Foley show, a Miller Lite. I got a few other things in the cooler, but Miller Lite's what popped up in the uh, the rotation right now. Jordan, what are you drinking? I am drinking a beer called Let It Fly Lager. So, for those of you that don't know, Creighton Blue Jays is a college basketball team out of Omaha, and they're in the top ten this season, which is unheard of for. Creighton, it's it's not a big school or anything, so it's it's really cool. But um, Infusion Brewery in Omaha made a beer just for Creighton, so pretty awesome. Blue Jays. <laughs> All right, Sheena. We don't we don't need to bring Sheena, that who's that your shit. pick to win the college basketball championship this year? Uh, <laughs> it's one of my it's one of my favorite moments that we had together, Jordan. That hey, is I'm one of your I'm favorites. Yeah, I'm putting Sheena on the spot to make a prediction for who's going to win March Madness this year. Uh, Kentucky, duh. Okay, this is not a bad pick. Uh, Marco, what are you drinking? Um, I'm actually joining Sheena uh, with a nice nightcap. I have uh, some uh, some Henny and Coke happening right now. Ooh. So nice, yeah, the classic. Have, yeah, take so it just, easy, uh, J.R. Smith. <laughs> 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 Uncle, it's Uncle Shay Shay's uh, place, but no, yeah. So I'm. Uh, yeah, it's uh just just topping it off here and there, but yeah, it's good. I mean, Henny and Coke, you can't go wrong. Henny and ginger is actually really good too. Um, Henny's good with. I've anything. never done that. Anytime I've done Hennessy, I've either just done it straight, or I mean, on the rocks, or with like a splash of Coke. So Sprite is good, pretty good as well. Henny and Sprite as well. All right, let's hear from the extra cooler, and then we will move on with the show. Hey everyone, it's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. Was that enough or should I keep the turkey noises going this whole segment? <laughs> I can't. I'm like uncontrollably laughing at that. <laughs> all right. It is Thanksgiving week. We told you guys at the start of the show, we're thankful for all you. Oh, you guys know we like to get the food talk going from time to time on here. So let's just all kind of go around with our uh, our family Thanksgiving plans. We, we're kind of mixing it up a little bit over here this year. So Sheena, kick ours off. So I, it's, it's a sad year here in the Phelps home. Um, it's a, it's a joyful year, but also sad, um, because this will be the first year in like 12 years that we have not celebrated Thanksgiving with a, uh, Popeye's Cajun fried turkey. We just decided, yeah, I know. We just decided to uh, switch it up a little bit this year. We're going to go with some Southern fried chicken. Um, I just, I don't think people need to be a slave to the turkey at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Like. We're kind of we're just kind of breaking the toxic cycle, dude. Yeah. We, we liked we loved we loved Popeye's turkey. It was really good, but also let me just let me give you a little bit of perspective here, dude. It's the Popeye's turkey jumped in price, inflation, hashtag inflation. Yes. 
It is ninety five dollars for the for the yeah. Popeyes turkey. It was dude. like forty bucks when we we first started buying. So that it was like twelve in, years uh, ago. It, 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 it was kinda, like sixty something. It, I was gonna last say year. it kind of like it kind of teetered around sixty still, for like was, the last like eight years. That. I was like a little annoyed that it got up that high, but. But yeah, the price jumped up to ninety five bucks. Ninety five bucks, like, and it's like an eight or nine pound turkey. It's yeah, not even like a it's jumbo not that big of a turkey. Per- and turkey. we never eat it all, anyways, dude. Yeah. Like last year, Sheena made a absolutely exquisite turkey pot pie afterwards. But aside from that, like it wasn't that memorable. And like, yeah, I don't know about you guys, dude. I I would take fried chicken over turkey like any day. Of any the week, day man. of the I, week, I, bro. Yeah, and yeah, like. Turkey's still the traditional Thanksgiving meal. It does kind of give you that nostalgia hit, right? Having a nice big bird for for Thanksgiving, but. You know, my mom and dad are coming out for Christmas, so we'll have, you know, a little bit more of a full house then. It just made more sense to wait. We're still going to get a Popeye's turkey for uh, for Christmas, but typically we double dipped and did one for Thanksgiving and Christmas. But this year, we're going to pass uh, and, and just stick with some of Sheena's amazing homemade fried chicken. Yep, so we're doing that. And I'm for me, I'm a fan of the sides anyway. The sides really sing. Uh, I know Jordan... Uh, we'll we'll agree with this too. Like I think he's a sides fan too. Like sides are where it's at, man. Like I, of course. even when we had the turkey, I would get a little bit of turkey and then just like stuffing, cranberry yeah. sauce, green beans, like, a little bit of turkey, just kind of tie it all together. Exactly, you mashed potatoes. Like that's that's where the money's at. So we're gonna go. We're, we'll go all out with the turkey and the ham for uh, for Christmas, but we're kind of breaking it up, doing something a little non traditional mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. I do got to put you on the spot. I had a thought while me and Jordan were recording the long balls with Hawk from Turnbuckle Tavern earlier tonight is it too late to get some deviled egg action for thanksgiving Ooh. no that wasn't originally of course on the menu. not yeah okay. deviled eggs are easy that's yeah, i mean you gotta add that you gotta have deviled eggs with thanksgiving meals yeah so. and we have we have an abundance of eggs so yeah. it's not a not a problem uh marco what are you guys doing for thanksgiving man uh so we're actually in the new house we're actually we're gonna be hosting for the first time oh, uh, like a full oh, host nice. anyway last year we we hosted to uh, the in-laws. Oh, well, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law. Um, everyone was still kind of shaky, um, obviously, with uh, with COVID and stuff yeah. like that. So, But this year, everyone's in full force. Uh, so we're having everyone over. And like we, how many people you got you got coming over, dude? Oh, my God. What, what are we talking about here? It might be – I'm thinking – I could be wrong. I could be just over-exaggerating, but it might be – I mean, maybe 20 to 25 – people oh wow it seems like it anyway because there's a lot of couples a lot of you know a lot of are you doing you doing multiple birds or what do you what's the turkey situation um not multiple birds we just would do one bird there's gonna be a lot more sides than there are bird uh for a turkey anyway so we just have everyone bringing sides and stuff like that the the turkey won't be the main main focus of it um because there's a lot of like dishes and stuff like that that the family likes to bring and stuff like that so we'll 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 dip into that. The, the the turkey will be more of the kind of like the uh, the side piece to to the uh, that the turkey will be the side. We'll put it that way. The turkey will be the side yeah. to everything else. Um, that's how it's going to go. But it's yeah, always, so. it's always. I mean, obviously, with the price of groceries, yeah, freaking delegate that shit out. You know what I mean? Like everybody yep. brings yeah. something, dude. But <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it is a. Uh, but the uh, yeah, the potluck style is always just such a hodgepodge. I I kind of like it because I always had family that could like cook their butts off. Yeah. So like we always had I good hate stuff. A, I hate a but Seth dude. hates a potluck. You hate? Dude. It's always just like it's like a hodgepodge because it's never it's never a fully. Like it's never a fully functional meal, you know yeah, what I mean? Fully like formed it's menu fully formed. Like menu, I would, yeah. whenever it was just me and uh, I, I'm definitely a little more open to it now that we get the kids, dude. And it just the the kids just you know infinitely increase the difficulty level on prep and cooking and cleaning oh, yeah. and everything. So I'm a little bit more open to it now. But like there would be times when it was just me and Sheena, and we would have friends invite us over for Thanksgiving, and like you know you look forward to that meal all year, right? That Thanksgiving meal. 
And we would turn down invitations just because we wanted to be in like total control of the menu, what we were going to eat that yeah. day, you know, what kind of dressing, what all size, how the turkey is going to be prepared. So. Yeah. Seth, one year Seth invited over like all the single sailors on his ship. You know, like there's a lot of people that, you know, they're away from home on Thanksgiving. Younger this is people. We were in Hawaii. Yeah. Don't have any, um, you know, family or anything. And they don't have any we like. We were out to sea till the day before Thanksgiving that year. Remember, yeah. that's how the idea came up because yeah. we found out we we're going to be out to sea until the day before Thanksgiving. So there was like zero chance to even for those guys to do anything. Yeah, so, we so a lot like of these junior people. guys, yeah, I hosted like 12 guys. I cooked like the entire freaking menu, dude. Um, and it was on point too. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. So yeah, it was, I spent like three days making all that stuff. And then, Damn. yeah. Was, was that the uh, the crowning achievement of your, uh, your culinary life? I was pretty good, man. I'm not going to lie. The <laughs> fact that I pulled it off, like, you know, because I mean, the timing on Thanksgiving, I know you guys know, like you got to make sure you get the bird out the same time you get the this out, you know, yeah. like you want everything to kind of be like still a little bit warm. And the storage and, situation too, dude, between yeah. the counter and the fridge and yeah. like pulling stuff up. Yeah. It's, it's a, a ton of management going that goes into it. Yeah. For and sure. we, and we pulled it off, had enough food for everybody and everything was delicious. And uh, yeah, so I think that was, that was probably my crowning achievement as far as like just pulling something out of my hat that I had never done before. That was the first time I had fully taken on like hosting duties for, for Thanksgiving. So, yeah. and it felt good because I was giving those guys a place to go. We play games and, watch football and you know had a good had a good night was, you know yeah that was definitely like because otherwise they would have been stuck on the ship just eating whatever the freaking mess hall had or whatever you know yeah, that was a core memory for sure right there for thanksgiving uh jordan what you guys plans so we always go to my mom's house for thanksgiving it's just that's just where we always do big meals is uh, my mom's um this year she's didn't really feel like having the stress of cooking so we're catering our meal um and nice. I did. My, my mom's old. My mom's a little bit older, so she Bougie. doesn't. She doesn't really want to want to do all that cooking. I mean, it's two days of cooking for her. It's a bro. lot, dude. Our, you don't got to make excuses year, for yeah, her. No, yes. our last year in Hawaii, we went to the the Four Seasons Resort. They had a yeah. They had a really badass restaurant there, and they were they did we did Thanksgiving dinner at the yeah, Four they had Seasons, a big, man. A big like, ter- like big Thanksgiving like buffet situation at the Four Seasons, and it was it was money. It was yeah. awesome. So dude. yeah, you don't got to explain to us, dude. Yeah, this so, I understand. It's totally cool to take it. a year off from Thanksgiving. Like it was lovely that year. Yeah. So it, it kind of sucks though because dude, I I put my mom's cooking up against anybody's. Like my mom doesn't even use recipes for anything anymore. She just straight up slays it in the kitchen. So it it sucks a little bit that she's not cooking, but. Um, I did bribe her a little bit into doing her stuffing because her stuffing is like my favorite thing ever. So uh. she's she's still going to do it. Um, but yeah, like Sheena said, the turkey, honestly, this might be a like completely off the wall thing. Dude, I could completely do without turkey at this point. I, I, I am Same. way on the boat of ham and sides. Like that's all I need. Like give me some sides and some ham and I'm good. I think ham is a far superior meat at this point. Um but yeah, man, the sides of always yeah, been the favorite. Yeah, for thanks for Christmas, man, because we're having our parents. I kind of got penciled in. We're gonna get a turkey, but I'm still up to it. Like, if I feel like if I could find a place where I could just get like maybe get like six drumsticks or something like you that. Can you can order. Know what so I, mean? I, I have farms and stuff that I can order like turkey cuts from. Um, yeah. And another tip, though, I mean, obviously it's too late for this Thanksgiving, but if you are a fan of turkey and you find like it's a, it's a lot of work and you're not really getting the satisfaction that you want out of it. Pick a smaller bird. It, it's better for you to get 
like multiple smaller birds because they absorb the brine better. They're more flavorful. They're more tender. Um, once they get really big, you know, especially like factory farm turkeys and stuff, like once they get like so big, like it's just, it's impossible for you to get a good flavor on, on all that meat. So yeah, go, go for the smaller birds. Even if you have to get multiple birds, you're going to be better off as far as like, yeah. Oh, chickens. That's like organic chickens and stuff. I'm not even going to, you know, if they're smaller because they're not built, built to just be like, you know, meat hounds. Um, they're, dude, they're so freaking delicious because they're just, I mean, the meat is so much better. The, the skin to meat ratio is yeah. key, dude. Like the skin, fat, and meat ratio is key. Dude. You <laughs> exactly. want to get like a, I mean, it's nice. And, <laughs> what are you laughing about, Jordan? <laughs> the skin yeah, what was to, that? Fat, to meat ratio. You got to have a good bone in there, too. I hate you know? like giant chicken wings, dude, where like, you know, you got to take like multiple Dinosaur bites wings. of like completely like unsauced, unflavored chicken, dude. Like, yeah, you like, want a, like a good chicken. Suck. I get it. Yeah, a perfect size chicken is anywhere from like four to five pounds. That's a four, four to six. I'll even say six pounds. Like four, a four to six pound chicken is is where it's at. Any bigger than that, and you're losing a lot of uh, you know a lot of uh, flavor and, and tenderness. All right. So since it's just one time a year, let's go around real quick. We'll do everybody's uh, everybody's favorite side. So mm-hmm. Sheena, what is your favorite? Thanksgiving side. It's got to be stuffing, man. Actually, I'll, I'll even go a step further. I like to take a bite of stuffing with a bite of cranberry sauce on it. Like, you know, just mix up a little bit of the savory oh, yeah. meatiness, that tangy zip of the uh, the cranberry sauce. That's my favorite bite at Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah, I go I go stuffing as well just because I feel like occasionally you could have it different times of year, but for the most part, it's like a Thanksgiving Christmas yeah, thing. Yeah, dude, and it's bread that tastes like meat. Like, what is better than that? Yeah, it's you know. Uh, Marco, what about you? Favorite side? Oh no, of course it's stuffing. I think we we established this way back, go back in the archives of mm-hmm. uh, the Chick Fil A show, and I think we spent. I think I think Sheena and I, animus, yeah, yeah, I think we spent like like five to ten minutes just talking about different types of stuffing. Uh, oh yeah, one of the episodes. Yeah, no, definitely in, in the cranberry cranberry in the can. By the way, not actual oh, yeah. cranberries. Don't give me none of that bougie cranberry yeah. stuff. I want I want the jelly. Yeah, you want rib, that like sound rib, rib for jelly. our pleasure. Ribbed for her yeah. pleasure. <laughs> you want that that like that, that sound that it makes when it pops out of yeah, the Yeah, it's can. gotta have the yeah exactly. coming out of exactly. the can. Exactly. That's exactly the sound I like to hear. <laughs> Jordan, what about you, dude? What's your favorite sound? Oh uh, dude, it's a clean sweep here, dude. It, it's stuffing, and I'm telling you right now, if someone tells me that their favorite side is not stuffing, I know their family cooks trash food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so true. It is so true. Like, dude, I've been to somebody's house before. Where they're like, oh, man, my mom makes some really good noodles or something. I'm like, so your mom can't cook. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, how's her <laughs> stuffing? And he goes, ah, stuffing's not very good. I'm like, what do you got cooking over here? Stovetop? Yeah. <laughs> and like, dude, don't get me wrong. I'm not opposed to some stovetop, but... Bro, if if you Listen, don't say that your favorite side is stuffing, like I know your family sucks at cooking. <laughs> real real quick, I have to give you this little this little horror story about stuffing. So, um, Seth's uncle is uh, married to this chick, and she's like, she oh, eats. Oh, wow, dude, we're so we're, we're dropping <laughs> dimes on the show, dude. Hope we're not listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's, uh, she's married. She's married to uh, this chick that like yeah does gluten free. And dude, uh, you don't know that they don't listen to this show. Dude. You got the green light. I'm not, I'm not saying say anything whatever, bad about you. Say whatever you got to say. Say whatever you got to say. Yeah, you don't continue know now. We don't. That's what I, I don't. I don't think that they listen, but I don't know for a fact. They that are. They don't you listen know what? If they but are listening, you know what? Listen up. On. Sheena has something to say. Yeah. Continue, Sheena. You're already committed now, so let's hear it, Sheena. So. 
so here's the here's the thing. So she's gluten free, right? Which so she's like so that for the whole family Thanksgiving, you know, Seth's uh, grandma was in charge of making she's like so the nice stuffing. And so accommodating. So nice. They did so, a full gluten free Thanksgiving. It yeah, they just gluten free pie and everything. Awesome. So they went and like you know the whole the whole menu was gluten free. Which let's be real, gluten free Thanksgiving is trash, dude. It's it, not Thanksgiving. Dude. It's not even Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, that's that's just it's just blasphemy, dude. So I remember um, Seth's mom came back from Thanksgiving and she was like, God. She's like, that was the worst meal I've ever had in my life. She said it was like, <laughs> Thanksgiving. Gluten-free. She's like, you know, and there's, I mean, and only one person was gluten-free. I feel like if you're the odd man out, you're the gluten-free person. Like you should bring your own stuff. Make you some little snacks. Yeah. yeah and bring your, if you want gluten-free stuffing or make both, but you can't make everybody eat gluten-free just because one person is gluten-free like that to me is like that's robbery from thanksgiving joy dude like i i, I would have been so annoyed yeah. so uh just word to the wise if you're gluten-free and you're making your whole family eat gluten-free just because you know it's the holiday like you need to rethink that shit yeah I, I, this, this is my this is my word to the wise I, I don't know this person at all but if if i show up at a thanksgiving dinner and they're like hey uh Sandra over here is gluten free, so we made everything gluten free. I'm gonna look Sandra straight in her eyes and be like, "You stupid bitch." (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say I had no. This is not in the format. I had no part in this topic coming up, and I do not co-sign anything. I'm actually reading it right here. It's in the format. It says uh, Seth wrote those exact words. Gluten free pipe bomb. (laughs) These are Sheena's thoughts and Sheena's thoughts alone. Yeah, I mean, uh, (laughs) it's more like you know when you go over there, it's like. Thanksgiving, more like no Thanksgiving. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right, guys? Am I right? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Jesus. And then no, no, and shout out. And if there's anybody on the anybody that listens to our show that uh, suffers with celiac disease, I'm obviously uh, sensitive to your issues, and I hate that you I'm are. Not. are, are Thanksgiving is oh, not your day. Dude. Thanksgiving yeah, is not your if day. You got any kind of like you know any kind of freaking like you know stomach disease, <laughs> anything that's going to affect the way you eat your food thanksgiving ain't for you man it's just not dude. yeah so you got to let the people that are you know are, are just and it can, life be, it can be for you but you you're the unfortunately you are the minority so you're going to tailor your day to what you're going to tailor to the day and you're going to provide what you need or ask if we can provide certain things but the whole the whole meal cannot be accommodated to mm. allergies i'm just <laughs> telling you right now we're if, gonna if, have if, all the if things. that's me I'm we're gonna pu- have I'm nuts pushing and through. butter and dairy and yeah, <laughs> gluten. We're gonna have all the shit. No vegans. Yeah, we're gonna I'm, have meat. I'm, I'm pushing through. I, if I if I had gluten, if I'm gluten free, I'm pushing through on Thanksgiving. Like if I have a yeah. fucking shock and need to go to the hospital, well, <laughs> I guess that's just the Lord's plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I wasn't really planning on us going uh, going 22 minutes on Thanksgiving talk. I thought that was going to be just a little bonus, but. Uh, typically we get the biggest response on non-wrestling stuff uh, when we do the show. So I, I think the listeners enjoy this. Let's go quick on Survivor Series, man. I'm going to give everybody one match and uh, just give me your speed round prediction. So, Jordan, I'll start you off, man. Women's War Games, is it going to be Team Damage Control or Team Bianca? I feel like Team Damage Control probably needs this more, so I, I lean mm-hmm. that way. Um, so I'm gonna go damage control uh, on this one. Are we all thinking that Becky Lynch is gonna end up being the fifth person on uh on on Team EST or yeah yeah? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, all right, Marco, men's war games. Does the uh, the the brawling brutes plus Drew and KO or the bloodline? Um, we actually just talked about this because we recorded a uh, quick episode for Raw Down. Uh, we're actually both going with the brawling brutes, Drew and wow. KO for the win. Um, and we're we're predicting this is kind of like the start of the you know the 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 cracks in the bloodline. Because you, you got to think this is the last pay-per-view for the year up until Royal Rumble. So they have this whole like you know month or so to, or a couple of months to build a storyline up until Royal Rumble. So we think that's that's pretty much what's going to happen. And, and, and the bloodline doesn't have to win. I mean, it's it, Roman doesn't have to get pinned. Um, they can set up the storyline where, you know, KO pins Jay um, and Sami Zayn. He's either in the position where, you know, he has to kind of take out his friend or help Jay. Um, and, and, and I think that's where that's I think that's where they're gonna go with it, essentially, and that's gonna set up some opponents for Roman in the coming months because he definitely needs some uh some people to battle. So yeah, yeah, I, I feel that I definitely see some sort of Jay and Sammy situation being the uh, the end game for this yeah. man. Uh, you know, me and Jordan were kind of talking earlier this week. Like we we see Usos versus Sammy Zayn and KO being a WrestleMania match. And yeah, should be a pretty badass one at that. Um, all right, Sheen, I'm not even going to give you the softball of picking Ronda Rousey and Shotzi. Yeah. I want to know, do you think Shotzi lasts six minutes with Ronda Rousey? No, no way. Yeah, not a chance. seems like she doesn't get that much. I like Shotzi a lot. It seems like she does not have very much steam behind her for this. This is going to be uh, just a destruction. In Shotzi's defense, I wouldn't last six minutes with Ronda Rousey either. Exactly. Ooh, <laughs> wow. No matter if it's wrestling it's spicy or in the bedroom. <laughs> uh aj with the oc going up against finn i feel like finn's winning this man the judgment day has been booked so strongly over the last few months and i feel like they keep it going right now aj is bulletproof at this point with how much success that he's had in uh in wwe so he could take a loss it's not gonna hurt him any i see finn winning this and uh seeing where he goes from here man there's definitely big things in finn balor's future uh since triple h just took over and then sheen we're gonna let you finish this off the triple threat for the u.s championship Seth freaking Rollins against Austin Theory and uh, Bobby Lashley. Who wins? Um, I think it's got to be Rollins winning, dude. I think um, this is just going to really kind of just reset Austin Theory for whatever comeback situation he's going to have. I don't, I don't think it really makes sense for him to lose the briefcase and then come back and win, you know, the you, the U.S. title. So I think uh, this will further kind of spiral him to give him a chance to make a you know, a triumphant comeback, but yeah, I'm going with Rollins retaining. Hell yeah. That would be, uh, that would be an outstanding way to, uh, to, to put a bow on Survivor Series weekend with Seth keeping that U S title. All right, let's hear from the two bad chads at Turnbuckle Tavern, and then we'll get into some figure talk. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. All right, it's time for the weekly figure four segment where we get all into the wrestling action figure world. Remind you guys that this segment is brought to you by Ringside Collectibles and use code Chick Foley. 
to save 10%. So again, it's Thanksgiving week. So we're going to kick off this week with uh, Sheena leading some discussion on what figures we're most thankful for. All right, guys. So set, uh, I'm going to throw some questions out to you guys. What of, of the figures that have come out? Well, I guess it could be any figure. We'll say any figure. But if you got one that came out in 2022, I'd love to know. What figure are you most thankful for, Jordan? Um, I'm going to actually go the Shawn Michaels Ultimate Edition. I just I, I feel mm. like that figure is just so well done in Ultimate Edition form. And uh yeah, I'm glad I got two of them so I could bust one open because you guys know I'm MOC. So anytime I get to bust Man, a figure, that, that figure was so nice. You had to get it twice. I and did. You're going to, you're going to break it open. How did it feel to, to bust it open? Like I was doing something wrong. Honestly, I just, I, uh, I felt <laughs> like, you know, like when uh, you're watching like, um, like the great or um, the grainy porn on like your, your TV in the basement. Like that's kind of how I felt when I opened it. You're like, oh, this is, uh, it just feels so wrong. It feels so gross, you know, but did, you have to, you have to admit that, sli- did you, did you go with the slice and open technique or did you just go full like pause on box, like ripping it out? Sheena, you know who I am. Like, what, what do you think I did? <laughs> do you think I fucking went into the kitchen and got a fucking knife or do you think I just went straight bear claw on <laughs> no. that box? I think you, I think you bear clawed the hell out of that oh, box. Oh yeah, that thing was uh, unrecognizable when I was done with it. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you when you pin up all of that opening aggression, and then you when you finally get to open one, you just take it out, and it just comes out in a full rage of fury. Yeah, I mean, I've I've said that numerous times. It wasn't about a figure, but <laughs> what about you, Marco? What figure are you most thankful for? Um, I, I had two, but we'll go, we'll go with one. I'm not gonna ride the I'm not gonna ride the fence. Um, but uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Zeus. Ultimate Edition Zeus. Zeus. Um, mm. R.I.P. Uh, Tiny Zeus. Um, yeah, we had, it's, Evo. I mean, we, we would never, I don't think we'd, you know, obviously with Mattel Creations, it's, it's made it possible for these types of figures to come out. But, you know, better now than never. And I think this is one of those figures that is just like, you know, that it's, it's just like a once in a lifetime thing. You're not going to get multiple figures of this one. I, I, I wouldn't think anyway. Um, kind of like Mr. T uh, when he had mm-hmm. his Ultimate Edition um, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive come out and then numerous amounts of figures. Um, I think just this one Zeus figure is all you're going to get pretty much. I don't think there's much else you could do with it. Um, so I'm definitely thankful for that coming out. And you can double it as a as a Debo figure as well if you yeah. get the uh, right uh, clothing for it. 100%. I'm going to go with uh, the Supreme malachi black figure because there was a time when uh when malachi was kind of you know on the outs with AEW, and i was like oh bro like you cannot thought he might miss out yeah i thought for a moment like what if he you know gets fired or you know leaves the company or whatever are we still going to get this figure and we had already seen like you know the the mock-ups and everything of it and how awesome it was going to be and then to have it in hand it's even better than what we thought it was going to be it just turned out amazing so very thankful that we ended up getting that figure and also thankful for how much detail and just incredible artistry went into that figure too so i probably overthought this man i knew we were going to put this in the format and i was actually thinking about this all day at work today um the owen hart and not to get like yeah what's up (laughs) the owen hart figure that's what you're gonna say right yeah i I thought about i thought about saying owen too but it's kind of it's it's hard so yeah go go, i don't even like that i don't even like that figure (laughs) i know i really i really don't yeah i've been yeah you mean yeah i was being serious though like that's that's my pick man just because um 
you know, it hasn't been perfect, like the Owen Hart integration to AEW, but I at least hope that this is like, you know, opened his kids back up to, uh, you know, the world of wrestling to be able to kind of just embrace their dad's legacy. Cause you know, obviously he was taken from us way too soon and dude was just an absolute legend, man. Like he was just such a great heel. So many classic funny moments in addition to putting on just straight up bangers in the ring. Um, and so I'm just thankful for, even though I don't love that figure by any means, I'm just thankful for what it symbolizes. And I'm hopeful that Jeremy and the team at Jazzwares can, uh, can give us something a little bit more to what we're wanting from the figure collecting aspect down the road. Yeah, I agree. Could not have said it better myself. All right, so we're going to do some quick live review on here. Sheena has the brand new Mega Powers ringside exclusive set uh, right here in her hands. Uh, they're, they're already bagged up, but uh, she's checking them out. Sheena, give us your thoughts on this ringside exclusive set. I mean, what can I say, dude? It's it's mage. I, the, the handshake sculpt is just like, I love little details like that. The fact that they didn't just make two separate hands. It's one piece. It's one piece. Yeah. The fact that they didn't make two separate hands in the handshaking position, they actually molded it together so that it would legit look like a handshake. Um, yeah, it's just, this is just epic. A beautiful set. Macho man got the Hulk tan going on. Um, yeah, just beautiful. Yeah, they, they killed it. On, I mean, the Hulk's cool, but he's very similar to other Hulks we got mm-hmm. just with the mega powers across the uh, across the booty. The Macho Man is awesome, though. The robe is great. The bandana is great. And like Sheena said, he's got the Hulk tan. Like, I I feel like I need them to re-release every Macho Man figure they've done so far with this new tan, dude. Um, that that skin, that, that like skin tone that they made up for the Hulks last year, dude, it just, it really sets them off and makes them really stand out on the shelf. And uh, we finally, we finally have a pair to go with our Liz figure. Yeah, dude. that like, Liz figure came out in, uh, I can't remember if that was 2020 or 2019 with SummerSlam set. Yeah. But yeah, we got we, we got the whole set now. Um, and yeah, just a really good set. Hulk definitely has lust in his eyes. I can see it. This, this, <laughs> this face scan is lusty AF. Jordan, uh, Mark, are you guys planning on adding this set to your collection? Yeah, I will get it eventually. I just don't have it yet. Yeah, same hair. Uh, that was really, uh, we didn't really add any like out of the ordinary stuff there for, uh, to the collection besides from that here recently. Did he, did, uh, George, do you have anything interesting here, uh, the last couple of weeks? Mm, I don't think so. I think, uh, this has been a pretty, pretty slow uh, for this time of year. It's been really slow for me as far as figure collecting goes and Funko collecting hey, goes. It's uh, it's going to be Christmas time, dude. You got to start uh, oh. figuring out what you're going to get everybody for Christmas. Oh, no, and no, 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 no. You, you, the- you have to treat yourself 365 days a year. Yep. Like You, <laughs> you worry about everybody else when you have time to worry about everybody else. You got to treat yourself first. We randomly found a complete set of the Royal Rumble Elites. Um, Sheena did at Target. Mm-hmm. Like a week and a half ago, and I, I had passed on that uh, that Jimmy Hart build a figure at first, but then I started thinking like, you know, I kind of needed to go with you, my classic. You Hart passed foundation. on it that day. I was already up at the checkout, and, and he, I told he, you to go he, back. And yeah, get he it. said, uh, "Are you already? Are you? Have you already left Target?" I was like, "No." He's like, "Go back and get that Royal Rumble set." <laughs> Yeah, and so. you know when you're you know when you're already like in the checkout you know mind frame like you're getting in line and then you got to walk all the way back to the toys. I was like, oh, doesn't, you son of doesn't a. sound like Seth, something Seth would do at all. So while we're no, on this topic, let's talk about the airing of grievances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Marco, do you had anything recently? Um, of course, you, you have to go to you have to you have to get the uh, the the Cody Rhodes um, Supreme. Uh, Walmart exclusive. Oh, nice. I mean, why not? I mean, 
If you don't have that, I don't know what's wrong with you. I yeah, mean, if you don't have the 30 Cody Rhodes, yeah, what mean, are you even doing with the collection? To the Cody collection, the Cody Army. I, yeah, I saw it in person and I, I almost pulled the trigger on it, but I'm still not a huge Cody fan. I was like, eh, I already have the regular Supreme. Like, I don't need this. If he would have had that's going to wait until it, it does, it's not on the shelves anymore and it like triples in value. value and then yeah. he's like, you know what? I need that Cody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pay if he would have had a different jacket, man, I think I would have got yeah. it. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's hear from coming down the aisle, and then we got another edition of How Many Chicks. Coming down the aisle. If you want to feel the war of the crown, then strap on those spandex undies and listen to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast, hosted by me, J Bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match, and we talk about it along with their fandom. Also. Each week, I provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on, eat up, and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today. Ooh, yeah, dig it. Just dancing along to the music, man. Yeah. How do you if, not dance to Sammy if we, Zane's? If music? we do end up getting Sammy and KO against the Usos at Mania, they definitely need to bring back Babyface Sammy's theme music. That'd be a huge pop for that Mania crowd. So it's time for how many chicks? This is uh, it's the first time we've done this in a while, actually. I feel like it's been a few months. Yeah. But this is the segment where uh, I've randomly selected one of our over thirteen hundred at this point wrestling figures. It's going to be revealed to Sheena live on the air. She's going to do a live review. And rate it, and then uh, Jordan and Marco will give their uh, their star ratings along with it. You ready for me to hit the drum machine? Let's go. So I just cracked open my double deep, double wide Undertaker casket here. Oh, baby. The Supreme. We got the Supreme DMD. Britt Baker, mm. um, Seth has her set up I was in holding her the extra legs in her ring shirt in my pocket in her ring gear uh, trunks. You know, these, yeah. these Supremes is too much to fit inside the Undertaker's casket. <laughs> yeah, so I have, the, I have the business. Yeah, I have the business legs here too, and the Britsburg shirt. Uh, yeah, this figure's awesome, dude. I mean, what can you say about it? I love the little Pittsburgh detailing. Yeah, the Steelers inspired gear makes it awesome. Yeah, the the white I always love an action figure that's in white and gold like that. That color combination just pops. Uh, I love the little DMD finger. She's got some serious junk in the trunk. I don't know what this articulation That's like almost all on the ass yeah, is. AEW women's figures have got the apple bottom universally. Whether the chick's got that much, they're packing that much ass or not, like these things are freaking stacked in the rear, dude. Yeah. Every single one of them. For sure. So yeah, it's it's a great figure. Um, I love the, uh, between like the Supreme and the... Um, the ultimate edition line, dude, like the molded like jacket arms. Like I feel like oh, that's yeah. the only that's way to a go, game dude. changer, dude. Yeah. Like it, it's it's it, obviously it crushes like the the poly pocket style, like plastic shell jackets we got for so many years. And I even like this better than soft goods because I feel like you can just yeah. put so much texture, dude. Like I'm and I not mean, even soft just goods texture, but cool, like the, the it, detailing, like the paint detailing and everything looks so much better on um the the plastic. Did you mention this was the first one with the DMD hands and mm-hmm. stuff? Yeah. Very cool figure. Uh, Jordan Marco, have you guys added this from your collection yet? Of course. Who wouldn't? Oh, look, she's got the she's got the Pittsburgh cityscape on the side of her. I yeah. didn't even realize that that was on the other side of the trunks. 
Jordan, I, you got uh, you got the Supreme Burt Baker yet? I don't have it yet, but I'm definitely going to add it. I, I feel like I'm He's just showing gonna, up the targets now. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm just going to get all these Supreme figures and fucking sink a bunch of money into them and have no place to put them. So yeah, life <laughs> is great over here. Yeah. So are you still MOC with your Supreme figures as well? I don't know. I don't have one yet, so I'll make that decision when I get the first one. The boxes are huge on those things. So yeah, they do they do take up some serious uh real estate. Yeah, huge Giant box, box is always a problem. You just gotta know <laughs> where, how to handle it, where to put it, you know. It's Jeez. just it's always a problem. We'll, we'll get they, they seem to fit a whole lot in those big boxes though. Oh my god, dude. You guys are off the chain. <laughs> I love it when everybody drinks on this show. It just makes it ten times better. I'm sure the listeners just love it too. I know. Sober October is long in the rears. Wow. <laughs> all right it's time for uh to get these rankings going uh sheena you go first man from 0.0 to 5.0 what do you give supreme Britt baker i give her a 4.5 mm. um i think I, I mean it's definitely brit's best figure in my opinion um and as far as like women's figures go it's definitely top tier i don't know i'm trying to think of who a five star women's figure is maybe like the um Nyla the ruby Rose. soho of the nxt i love that figure what'd you say jordan what about that nyla rose figure you love so much oh, pug. <laughs> um yeah so i, I give her 4.5 this all right so just for the record that ties sheena's highest rating she also gave a 4.5 to Unrivaled 3, Darby Allen. Well, that figure's Ooh. awesome. And Elite 47 to Tonka. So okay. she's a Britt Baker's in a three-way tie. Nobody <laughs> can break through that 4.5 glass ceiling with Sheena, man. It's just uh that's kind of where she she holds the line at. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna take a lot to get a, a to get a five-star rating. Jordan, what do you uh what, what do you give Britt? Um, without having it in hand, just looking at pictures online. I think this figure is great. Um, like Sheena said, it's probably the best women's figure AEW has put out. I'm going to go with a 4.6 for Brit. Ooh. Wow. So since we just, to, yeah, so we've only done, I guess how many chicks had almost kind of died out. This is only the second time we've done this uh, like in the last year. Cause Jordan only has one other on the books. This is Jordan's highest ranked figure ever. It passed up, uh, AEW Unrivaled 5, Adam Page, who Jordan gave a 3.9 to. So, yeah, last, Baker smashed Jordan's record. Yeah, the last time we did this, this, this segment was sponsored by Homage, and we, uh, we haven't worked with them we in months. We ditched Homage a long time yeah. ago. We still love everything Homage yeah. does, but they're, the people that their take over their program was just program, not great, yeah. Yeah, they, it was really good, and then they handed it off. They, like, instead of doing it in-house, they, they pass it off to a third-party company, and it just... It yeah. was. It just wasn't worth our while, dude. We would have had you got every single Chick Foley show listener would have had been buying like six homage shirts a month for yeah. it to make sense for us to even keep plugging it. Exactly. So. Yeah. Still leather shirts, soft shirts, amazing. Yeah. Um, lo- love them, but yeah, their their affiliate program was was kind of garbage. So I'll give it a four point two. I I love the gear, love the whole oh, um supreme concept. I don't love the head sculpts on this figure though, man. None of none really. Of the, I only got one out here right now. The other ones are still out in her little accessory bag. But what I don't, do you not like about it? She, you said she looks kind of plain, right? I just think it's kind of soft, dude. Like if I feel like if if you took this off the figure and just show me this head sculpt, I don't think I'd be like, yeah, that's Britt Baker. You know, it just kind of looks like generic brunette number mm. four to me. 
Interesting. I don't know. I think it really looks like Britt Baker. I mean, yeah, I guess they could have done a little bit. I mean, it's kind of soft to me. The man. women's like, the women's heads are like so small. Like I don't know how much more detail you could get on them, but yeah, she definitely needs a little bit more bolder makeup. But I mean, she does have her signature red eyeshadow. Um, I think it looks like Britt. I don't know. I mean, it looks fine on the figure. I just, I, I mean, four point two is still a really good score. Yeah. Dude. There's only a few figures I've given higher than a four point two. Um, but it's not. It's just not the top for me. She does have an underbite, which I can't imagine. As yeah, a, she's a dentist. Yeah, as a dentist, she would have an underbite. So this figure uh, definitely has an underbite situation going on. All right, Marco, what do you give her? I'm going with a four point seven five for Ooh. me. Wow. Just I, kept getting higher and higher. I set. I set the bar. Man, I think maybe this, I should have given her. A five. I think the smiling head sucks. The smiling head scan is awful. The other one's awesome. That's the one that's on the figure right now. Well, that's why the, you don't like the figure because the smiling head scan sucks. Yeah. So with that, she comes out to a 4.5 average. So she's going to be tied with Unrivaled 3 Darby Allen for the how many ch- highest score and how many chicks uh, history. Elite 47 Tatanka still holding the crown, man, for the... Uh, it's ta- that's a Tatanka figure's made. It's too. a great figure. Yeah, it's perfect, dude. Like, it's it's damn near perfect for a, uh, for a Tatanka, but... Uh, that's uh, that's where she's gonna end up at. So great showing, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try to make sure we keep uh, how many chicks more more active in the rotation of bonus segments. Um, Sheen, we got some listener mail. Of course we do. All right, our first question comes in from our good buddy Ryan Ferguson. Uh, real quick, I want to take a, just a moment to just shout out Ryan and tell him how much we're thinking about him. He's going through a really rough time right now. We here at the Chick Foley Show love Ryan. He's been around since day OG, OG day one ish. Like Raw is Ryan, Big Mouth, yeah, AJ, dude, Big, we're like yeah. our two biggest supporters ever. Yeah, since day one, uh, Ryan has been a huge supporter of all things Chick Foley, and um, I just want to let him know that I'm sending him our love um, and support and uh, whatever we can do to help you out during this difficult time, Ryan, we're here for you. So he says, since it's a great question, how would you describe wrestlers as Thanksgiving dishes? Any promotion example, like Roman Reigns equals the ham, something to think about. I think Roman Reigns is the stuffing. Why would you need the stuffing? Because that's the, that's the, that's the absolute pinnacle of like the Thanksgiving meal, dude. You, everyone, we all acknowledged the stuffing, dude. Did any of us acknowledge the turkey? I I mean, the gobbledygooker's got to be the turkey, right? Yeah. I mean, clearly. Yeah. If we're going literal. Yeah. If we're going literal, Amelia Bedelia. Um, (laughs) I feel like the stuffing would be somebody like, uh, like Lita or like Sonny or something, you know? Wow. What? Why are we, why are we like back in the freaking, uh, attitude era and like back in the, you know, uh, I'm just saying they were always, they were the ones always got stuffed, right? Let's move on to the, let's, let's, uh, do you have any other questions? Uh, can be, wow. (laughs) Any other, uh, inquiries? Am I lying? Anybody I mean, I, I I cannot confirm nor deny who's any, a, who's a better malicious, stuffing. Any malicious rumors, um, any, anything else? <sighs> I, I would say the Usos are like the deviled eggs because you got to have at least two, you know. <laughs> so, I, I think Seth pretty much killed this segment, so we should yeah, probably think, move on to the next. Yeah, they should just end, end the show now. Thanks, Thanks for ruining the show, Seth. <laughs> Just end yeah. the show. Dude, you guys have been making inappropriate <laughs> comments all night long, dude. You're supposed to be the moral compass of yeah. this show, oh, dude. Oh, you guys finally corrupted me. <laughs> um, Chris Foreman 
let's take a moment to congratulate Chris Foreman. He just had a daughter, little Sydney. He dropped us a picture here. Uh, Precious. November birthdays are the best too, dude. My birthday's in November, and even though sometimes it's this year, it's actually on Thanksgiving, and it can kind of get overshadowed a little bit. I feel like it's the perfect time because it's like you have it, but then there's still still like enough time before Christmas where you get the full Christmas experience too, and it's just like. It's just like an awesome time of year, dude. It's like yeah. it's like the, your birthday is like the appetizer for Christmas as a kid, you know. Yeah. Um. So, congrats on joining the da- the dad ranks, and uh, congrats to you and the family on the arrival of little Sydney. So, is turkey really even necessary for Thanksgiving? Also, deviled eggs. Am I right? Them shits delicious. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, again, Chris. Congrats on on the baby, man. I think we kind of answered that question. We went in depth on Thanksgiving dinner. A little bit earlier. Yeah, yeah, so turkey's we, we, definitely not necessary. It's not weird. necessary, but deviled eggs are necessary, as you heard on the show. We we made an impromptu call to uh, make deviled eggs, uh, add them to our menu, yeah. and they weren't. We need we there. need to start it up around like September fifteenth next year. Just start a campaign going to like get people out of this this turkey peer pressure that yeah. the, the pilgrim started on us all those years ago. <laughs> Ban yeah, turkey. Exactly. Ban the turkey. I don't even think you got to ban it, but only get turkey if you want it. That's, yeah, that exactly. needs to be the thing. You need to ask yourself. Everyone has the freedom to make yeah, the choice. You need to ask yourself, to do I really want turkey? Or like, you know, you could have anything. Like we're doing fried chicken. Like why not do like surf and turf? You know what I mean? If you're going to spend all that yeah. money. Would I rather not have steaks on Thanksgiving? Get you some nice fillets and like some lobster tails, dude. Some That'd be fucking eyes, delicious. Dude. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think you need to take a hard look in the mirror if turkey is your favorite thing. Like, like I feel like we can have an in-depth discussion about this, but come on, dude. Turkey? That's a good thing. Turkey's you know, all the, about nostalgia. It dude. is about That's where nostalgia. It's be. And I mean, there are some good bites, right? Let's not completely shit on it. Like, turkey can be pretty good. A good but turkey, turkey leg, can yeah. never, Turkey's never going to be the best, dude. There's always a better option out there than turkey. Yeah. So you're just going for the nostalgia and the tradition. Which and turkey is always stressful because it is such a... You can fuck it, it up. You can really mess it up, dude. Yeah, you can mess it up like hardcore. Like, <laughs> you know, the outside gets burnt and the inside's still frozen. Like, I see people every year just like freaking out like how do i cook this turkey like nobody even knows how to cook turkeys right like nobody you have to google that shit every single year because you only cook turkeys once a year like for a while you know like there was always like you got to brine it right and as a kid i never heard shit about brining brining is the brining is the only way if you're gonna cook a turkey brine like two days earlier you need nowadays people are saying dry brine they don't even say wet brine anymore but i mean either what you you gotta at least brine it like brining is essential for a flavorful turkey uh but i saw they're constantly changing the rules about this i remember it was like spatchcock that became like the the only way that proper way to do it that's the way i cook chickens is spatchcock chicken it is it is the best way to cook it evenly because you remove that backbone and it really kind of flays out the chicken that sorry, wasn't even turkey. a thing. But I, I get that. I'm just saying that wasn't even a thing like a couple years ago, dude. I'm just saying yeah. we're kind. Con- we've been cooking turkey since the Pilgrims. Exactly. And we still haven't figured out like a. And everybody, way. everybody has the foolproof way. Yeah. On by this time, there should their, just be yeah. one fucking way to cook a turkey, man. Exactly. It. Yeah. No, you could fry it. As we've seen, we watched people fail the, the setting their whole houses on fire the other day, like uh, frying turkeys and stuff on these uh, YouTube videos. Pretty crazy. So if you're out there frying a turkey, do make sure it's all the way thawed. Be careful. Proceed with caution. Yeah, it's ridiculously dangerous to eat yeah. frying a turkey. Yeah. So do it away from your house. Uh, Brian Ramirez says, what is your opinion that the Mattel Creation exclusive figures are not selling out? Personally, I think it's great. I mean, dude, I'm kind of torn, man. I feel like, so yeah, the Coliseum collection, they're still sitting there. Which that's kind of the same way the the last retro set was. The last retro set sat for a while. Which those ret- are those retros still available, Jordan? Do you know? I don't know. The the that. I, th- I think they are, but I don't know for sure. I'll check it real quick. Yeah, I mean, so I got some some serious thoughts on this as a sneaker collector, dude. I feel like there's kind of a happy medium. You kind of do want it to sell out because that's kind of the fun of it, right? You got this like exclusive thing that 
some people missed out that, you know, it's a hot item that, you know, you had to, you had to be on it to get. There's like some, uh, something like deep inside your brain that like it's rewards like a sense of pride, that stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it just, it kind of just helps, you know, to borrow a phrase from, uh, the major pod, that's, that's kind of what scratches that itch, you know, it, there's some like, it feels good about it, but you still want the stuff to be available. I feel like in a perfect world, like the stuff, it would sell out within like two or three hours, you know what I mean? So everybody that really wanted it had a chance to get it, but it's not just sitting there, um, where, you know, suddenly it ends up on like ringside collectibles a couple months later. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's a happy medium there. Uh, Jordan, Marco, you guys got any, any strong feelings in either direction on that? So the retro figures are still available on my, on uh, Mattel Creations, and I, dude, I'm with you. I, I don't know, man. When I got me and you both a set of the No Holds Barred, like there was a sense of pride that I got them, and they were gone within ten minutes. Like I, I think that's a sneaker collector in fun. me. I, I just I think that's yeah. a sneaker collector in me. Like, dude, when you say it's a limited edition figure, I don't want everyone in the world to have that figure. Like. That that's the fun in yeah. it. So I don't know, man. I, I I don't love that they're all still available. I get it. Everybody can get them, but I think that's the fun of the limited release is you don't know if you're going to get. Well, it. do you think? Do you think it's because they're not as limited? Do you think it's like a you know um, so economical thing? Do you think it's like where it's like people are just like being more judicious about where they're spending their money, like? Because I of- think I think they made a lot more to meet demand, dude. I, at the end of the day, they want to make money, and eventually they're going to sell through, right? Or if they don't, somebody like Ringside Collectibles will will buy them up and sell them on their site. So eventually they're going to sell. And I think they want to make people happy. I do think, as much as I love it, I think that Terry Funk figure being in there definitely killed some of the demand because yep. it's expensive, right? It's it's Christmas time, and you're still talking after shipping like seventy five bucks for a set of figures, um, and though the hardcore wrestling fans and collectors were hyped on that Terry Funk. There's a lot of people who are like, I can wait. Cause we've gotten a shitload of Hulk Hogan's this year. I think we've yeah. gotten, we've gotten what three Hulk Hogan's already between the, the ultimate edition series 13, the Amazon fan takeover and the, um, the no holds of bar set. This is going to be the fourth ultimate edition Hulk Hogan we've had in the last year. Yeah. I, I yeah, I agree. I think it's, I think it, I mean, I think it's just a set in general. Not, not that it's like a bad set at all. I just think you just came out with a Hogan that that uh, like you said the no holds barred one like I, I mean obviously you know the you know the white with the red trunks looks cool but I mean you can't trump the rip him Hogan I mean yeah and I, it's just I think it's just kind of I think people kind of see it as overkill at this point with with all the Hogan yeah, figures. There's only and, so much you're going to shell out on Hogan's yeah. figures back to back to back. Yeah, I mean he's still a racist piece of shit no matter yeah. how cool yeah. his figures are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Great question, Brian. He also hit us with a, um, a second. How will grading work once companies go windowless? Will this still be worth it? Sorry for all the windowless, windowless questions, but it's driving me crazy so much so that I opened a few and tried to display them. Well, as far as I understand it, Jordan, you, you probably look smarter this than me, dude. I think when they do, uh, when they grade figures in the box, I don't even think they're looking at the actual figure. I think they're just grading looking on the, the condition card. of the box. Am I right on that, Jordan? Okay, so 90% of it is the the grading is the actual box, but there is 10% of it that's based off the actual figure. Like if there's a paint smudge or something on it, that yeah. does knock it down a bit. Um, it, it's not the biggest part of the grading, though, so it, that's not going to completely kill it or anything. Dude, the, the problem still to me, though, is... And I'm not integrating figures at all or cards or anything like that. But if it's windowless, how are they grading what's inside the box? Like, 
Yeah, that's what he's saying. Is yeah, like, yeah, I don't is think, it like, what's I, I don't gonna think it's going to change grading. I can see it just changing the MOC. I think you're going to see MOC collecting going down big time, dude. Because yeah. yeah. you're just getting a box, man. Like, why <laughs> even pay for the fucking figure, dude? Just get somebody to fucking open the figure and carefully Send reseal the box, the box and yeah. you got it, dude. Like, I, I feel like... I mean, where, where are you at on this, Jordan? You're the MOC collector here, dude. Like, fucking... If Mattel goes all windowless, are you still going to collect wrestling figures MOC? Okay, let me let me word it like this: like there is, I think fifty percent of the world is MOC, fifty percent of the world is is open, and I just feel like that fifty percent of the world that's MOC is just going to completely go away from it. Like I don't feel like that fifty percent is just going to open all their figures. So I feel like yeah, they're I, gonna, I, they're, I agree with they're that. Gonna I don't know up. about the 50 50 ratio, but I well, definitely agree with the sentiment that I don't see like, them I don't, I don't becoming see, loose collectors. Yeah, they're just going to exactly, go back and start getting more old stuff. Exactly. It's a, uh, it's a principal thing to them. It's like, that's like part of the, the collecting is like having the packaging and stuff, dude. So yeah, I don't see them just being like, Oh, well, here we go. We got to open all the figures. Like, yeah. You know, so I, I feel like once those people stop buying the new figures, cause they don't have a window in it, they're going to be forced to go back to the window figures. So I don't think this is going to last honestly. And I've heard a lot of people complain about it with the Mattel, uh, legends figures and, well, who's even sending like new figures in to get graded, like the mass release figures and stuff. People like, do it. Really? Uh, it might not be. It's typically not so much like the mass release stuff, but like, some of the more rare limited edition stuff and everything they'll send in and get well, maybe they'll just like if, or older stuff especially is there are so aren't there um company there's already companies right now that are doing windowless packaging isn't yeah. Hasbro doing Hasbro's it right now doing a, so a maybe they'll stuff. just create a new criteria for for figures you know what I mean like a new grading criteria for figures that don't that you can't see the figure in you know what I mean because like they I, yeah. can't they can't automatically dock that ten percent or add that 10% because think, they can't see. Yeah. I think the grading part's easy, man. I think overall what it's going to do to the MOC collecting community. I think that's the real question for, yeah. for this. Yeah. I think it's going to suck for them. I hate it for them. I don't like, it I, hate, I hate it for us and we're loose collectors. Yeah. I still like to have like the nice package. Well, and not stuff, even man. that. Like I just hate that. Like, you know, if there's like three of the exact same figure on the shelf, I'm going to look at those three and for pick the, the pick the stuff. ones. Yeah. See, make sure they don't have like a, you know, wonky eye or like a, you know, paint smudge on the hair or like, I'm looking to find the best one and you're not going to be able to do that even if you are a loose collector. So yeah, windowless sucks. Zach Hertzler says any idea of who may, who may main event both nights of WrestleMania 39? I mean, hopefully whoever WWE is listening to our show just takes my advice and night one is Roman versus Cody and night two is Roman versus the rock. Yeah, I can't see any situation where it's not like some some combination of Cody, Roman, and Rock. Although I will say it on the air, you know, I clown Jordan for uh, about his Bray Wyatt versus Roman at WrestleMania. I I would be totally fine with that. I'd still probably rather see my Roman and Cody and Roman Rock thing because it's such a beautiful story. But I would not sweat it at all if Bray Wyatt ends up made of any WrestleMania. All right. We're not going to give Marco and Jordan yeah. a chance to answer? Yeah, well, chime in, boys. <laughs> <laughs> chime in, boys. <laughs> Where did that come from? Oh, my God. <laughs> the bourbon. Um, oh, jeez. Come on, uh, boys, chime in. <laughs> <laughs> like she's ringing the feed bell. Uh, I know. <laughs> Marco and boys, dinner's ready. I know, right? Oh, oh man. Chime um, in, boys. Yeah, I think we, <laughs> I think we just share the same sentiments. It definitely has to be Rock. I'm not sure if Roman's going to do both nights. Um, I could see like obviously you know Stone Cold. They they show he's been working out. And he said he isn't really working out to get back back in the ring. But I think I think he got bit by the uh, 
by the bug last year. And I think he'll be making another run. So I can easily see him main eventing one of the nights again, and then maybe rock and Roman the next night. So yeah, I'm picking stone cold to be, to be that main event for the first night. I'm okay. doubling down, dude. I, I, I think Bray is going to main event one of the two nights. I just, I think he's the second biggest yeah, thing they got sense. going right now. I just, I don't see how he does not main event one of the two nights. So yeah. what do you think? Are you thinking Bray against Roman one night or what? Dude, I, I still am just. If not kinda, against Roman, who would he go against? I, I, that's what I don't know, dude. Yeah. I'm still kind of just baffled by this whole Roman thing. I eventually do but not. Maybe he doesn't need a title. I like, mean, that's Seth's the thing. at that level too. They could do Bray and Seth. Yeah, I, mean, I, think I think Seth could totally make it. We, we saw it with the Fiend, right dude. The Fiend does not need a title, dude. He doesn't need accolades. Like whatever this thing Bray Wyatt is doing, he does not need accolades. No. He just needs good storytelling, a good opponent, um, and uh, for them to give him a chance to actually win the match and win his win his feuds. I'm, you know? I'm putting this on record: The Rock does not wrestle again in WWE. I, I just I don't see it, dude. That dude's movie career is so much bigger. I kind of have that gut feeling too. Yeah, I just think his movie career is just so much bigger than anything anyone ever expected it to be. He's the owner of the XFL. Like he's gonna have so much stuff going on at that time. XFL season's gonna be in full force at that time. I just don't think he has time to wrestle anymore, dude. And I can I, only imagine that he's got so many commitments lined up for like the next freaking five years that like they're not going to allow him to just get in there with risk injury, with yeah. risk injury gets, or risk something he, happening. Like, he gets it's hurt just, and can't do anything for six months. Like he's only hurting himself. Like exactly. I, just, I don't so, feel yeah, like they're going to do that. It's just not worth it. I'm losing. I haven't given up hope, but I'm starting to lose hope because I feel like. If we were getting the Rock at WrestleMania, I feel like they would have already announced it. I feel like they would have done something before tickets went on sale. Go ahead and plant that. Even if they didn't straight up announce it, go ahead and at least plant the seed. Have him like run out at SummerSlam or do something, man. Like that. Know, you never know. He could just pop up at the Rumble, dude. I mean, that would. I be mean, he huge. could, but the last time when he came back, it was months in advance that they started hyping it up. It was pre-Rumble, like yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Have Rock be a surprise entrant in the Rumble? No, not a surprise entrant right. in the Rumble, but just like maybe then start like planting the seeds. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just I feel like they would have started the build. Like it was almost a year long build both times the last time he was at Mania. So, um, I don't know. We'll see, man. I uh, he, just, he could just harken back to uh, the Rumble with Roman. He'd be like, you know what? You got me booed at the Rumble, <laughs> you know. So now I'm here to kick your ass. Yeah. Um, Johnny JB, how do you think the MJF era in AEW will go? Yeah. Of all the eras that have happened in AEW, I think it'll just be another one of them. I don't think he's gonna like. <laughs> I don't think he's going to change the game. I think it'll be fine, but MJF's MJF, man. Like I've told you guys before, to me, I think he's a really awesome mid Carter. I don't buy him as a main event talent. Just in the ring, when the bell rings, I just don't buy it. I don't buy him beating Mox, even with the fucking brass knuckles, man. I don't think it would ever come to that. And the other thing you got to look at, dude, regardless of what they say, the, com- the companies are still in competition. On one side, you got Roman Reigns. The other side, you got MJF as the two like flag bearers for each company. Like, in what scenario could MJF ever fucking compete with Roman Reigns? Uh, I don't know. I just think it's a totally different thing. What about you, boys? Chime in, boys. I don't know. I just, I think this is off to a better start than the, the other ones. Like, everybody kind of knew Kenny was on his way out to get surgery and stuff like that, and... I, I know Mox, or not Ken, yeah, Kenny. Um, I know Mox has taken vacation, but I don't know, man. I, this one just feels different to me. Like, 
MJF. Different good, different bad. No, 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 di- different good. I just, I feel like this is going to be a a really good time for AEW just because, like I said earlier, they're going to have to introduce new people to the title picture. And I, I feel like that's always good for a company. You don't want it to get stale where it's just the same five guys wrestling for the main title over and over. So I feel like exactly. this is. Exactly. And I, yeah, go ahead. Dude, people, like you said, like you're, you know, you're a, uh, you know, workhorse guy, right? Work like, great. Work great. What did I say? Workhorse? Workhorse guy. Chime in, you're, boys. You're also, you're also, hey, you're also a workhorse here on here in the Phelps Casa. Jordan is a is a workhorse, but you're also a work rate guy. But most people are there for entertainment and storytelling and drama. Um, the CM Punk drama was like too much drama. It teetered on like you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like we don't want this kind of yeah, drama. A little bit's good. Yeah, but, a lot of but it's the bad. It, but MJF brings that level of drama where you're going to tune in every week just to see what he says, just to see what's going on, just to see what kind of you know, shenanigans he can stir up um, like you. I think it, I think it is different. I think he brings something interesting that I don't think the other champions really brought, you know, not that, not that he's better than them, but I just think he's just a totally, he's just a totally different bag. You know, I just think it's, um, I think it's going to be good. I think it's gonna be good. I agree. And that wraps up our listener mail. All right. Thanks, guys, for all the listener mail. It's much appreciated. Always love the conversation that that it sparks. Uh, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco Ren, Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. Find all of our links to all of our partners and all things Chick Foley at ChickFoley.com. Follow at Pod Foundation to get all of your wrestling content that you need for the week. Yeah, don't forget to check out the Patreon exclusive Facebook group also. It's two bucks a month. And it is a great time to get in on it right now. We do a lot of toy hunting. So if you need some assist finding those hot toys, video games, whatever, uh, for the uh, the loved ones in your life, this is a, a great way to get a, a cheap way to get a, uh, a great assist. From yeah. The group. And we're open to hunt for whatever you need. If, you're, if your kid needs some sort of like weird, uh, you know, LOL doll, like, you know, that's exclusive to Target. We'll find it. Dude. Yeah, we'll, we got, we'll find it. We got people in We got a bunch Target. of hardcore figure um, collectors, which is great. And then we also have like a handful of actual retail employees, man. Yeah. So like they're getting like firsthand <laughs> access to some of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, we want to remind you guys, use code chick Foley to save 10% at ringside collectibles on all your figure purchase. And now it's time for the main event. The moment you guys have been waiting for, I'm attempting to break my own record and get my fifth consecutive trivia question. Right. Sheena groaned when she saw what question she pulled out, uh, earlier tonight. So it's, it's looking good for me, but you never know. So, so hit me with it. Sheen <sighs> at the 1994 Royal rumble. The champ was the mighty Yokozuna. I know it's such a boom, baby. Let's go five straight, five straight. Call me. I'm going to be the new Goldberg on here. I know if you pull out anything like, you know, 92 to 97. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I was going to say Seth has like got that on lock. It's a wrap. Yeah. The mid nineties were definitely my peak of just like committing everything to memory. Cause it was, you know, that was when I was a kid. So I had like zero distractions aside wrestling. And there's only five pay-per-views a year, so yeah. it's easy to remember every single match. All right, Sheen, uh, hit us with some closing thoughts on this uh, Thanksgiving spectacular Chick Foley show. So I hope you all have a happy, healthy, safe Thanksgiving. Spend time with your loved ones. Get off your phones. Don't be distracted. Uh, it may feel, 
you know, like, oh gosh, we got to go to grandma's again. But <laughs> what I'm just saying, dude, dude, sometimes it feels like a tour. <laughs> Fucking grandma. No, I mean, not grandma. We got to go to Aunt, Aunt Jill's house. There you go. Right? That's better, dude. Yeah, everybody loves their grandma. <laughs> we go to okay, Aunt you're right. Jill, the gluten free. Yeah, we got to go to gluten free Aunt Jill's house <laughs> and, uh, you know, eat her stank ass pie. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. What's going on at Aunt Jill's, dude? I think we just what kind of Thanksgivings did you have growing up? It's turned into a fucking Brazzers video, dude. Let's let's call it Aunt Jill. Spread them. Fucking eat her stank ass pie, dude. Jeez. Okay. Aunt Jill serving up some gluten free poontang pie for Thanksgiving, dude. Let me put a bow on this. Just enjoy time with your family. Be present. Um, understand that maybe not everybody is the you know has the same interests, beliefs, all that as you. It doesn't matter. Just love one another. Be kind to one another, and have a happy Thanksgiving. 